You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Christina Cardoza, news editor of SD Times. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Joining me today is Cornelia Davis, CTO of WeepWorks. Hey, Cornelia, thanks for joining us. Oh, hello. Thank you for having me. Such an honor. Yeah, I know. I'm great to catch up with you again. Last time we talked was at the end of last year. Um, I did a story called GitOps, It's the Cloud Native Way. And we spoke to you because Alex, Alexis Richardson, founder and CEO of WeWorks, he's the one that coined this whole phrase, GitOps. And it seems right around that time that we were talking about it, trying to explain what it was, a lot of companies started jumping on the bandwagon and releasing new solutions or just, you know, talking about what it is and why people should be doing it. So, you know, why don't we start there? Can you tell me a little bit of what you're seeing in the industry? You know, why such a strong adoption or interest lately? So it's interesting because there's a, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, I think that at the very, very highest level, people think of GitOps as, well, I'm going to, I'm going to control my infrastructure's code. Let's say I'm going to automate more and I'm going to take that automation and I'm going to control it in Git. And then I've got some automation. So it's going to save me the trouble of, um, actually going and executing things manually or maybe going to clicky clicky interfaces. So it's more kind of API driven and so on. Um, and at a high level, GitOps is definitely those things, but we believe that you need to go further than that because while it may be super helpful for you to have that automation, I mean, automation is definitely better than not having the automation. Um, it depends on the, the, the style of automation is really important. And so, for example, if you have a script that you've checked into a Git repository and you run that script and that script fails, what do you do? Can you run it again? And so what we say with GitOps, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, is that the style of automation needs to be convergent. It needs to be automation that works well in cloud, in the cloud and cloud native which means I have to anticipate failure, which means that I have to be able to run it again. And there, there's no harm done with that. And so what I think the popularity, back to your question, the popularity is that people are seeing the value more and more of automation. Where we need to go as an industry is to really understand that the type of automation has a huge impact as well. Yeah, definitely. And one of the um, issues you brought up when we talked last was that people think just because they're using Git or they have Git that they're GitOps. So now that more people are sort of getting interested in this space and joining, you know, the GitOps movement, do you think that they're getting it right, that they realize it goes beyond Git? How, what is the state of adoption? Yeah, so it it the the one thing i think the main thing that has helped people get closer to getting it right isn't just coming from us over here at weaveworks it's the fact that they're operating in more and more cloud native environments and specifically i'm talking about kubernetes so this notion of convergence this notion of a system that's constantly correcting itself is something that was popularized by kubernetes and so the more that people adopt Kubernetes, the more they have kind of the underpinnings that are going to allow them to do GitOps and be successful with it because it has declarative configuration and it has these like convergent systems to get your state into the, the, the running state of your, your system into the desired state. And so that is definitely helping and that is helping 
um, organizations really understand that GitOps isn't just this automation. I'm using Git and I have some automation, therefore I'm doing GitOps. They're starting to recognize that when we talk about things like, you know, if you do GitOps right, disaster recovery gets becomes trivial. But if you're just doing Git with automation, you don't get that for free. You you need to do things this certain way. So how how do you get GitOps right? You know, how can companies that are interested in this teams, how, how do they approach this and what will make them successful? Yeah, so I think that um, another way of asking that question is where to get started. And it, I'm gonna it, I'm gonna sound a little bit like a broken record, but um, the fact is, if you've already if you're already embracing Kubernetes, you're already embracing a system that is doing container orchestration in this convergent way, and that is Kubernetes for the vast majority of folks. That's a perfect place to start. So start with the workloads because you already have a system that. When you say, hey, I want three instances of my front end, five instances of my back end, and two instances of my database server, you already have a lot of the ingredients that can help you make that happen. What you're now going to do is you're going to do continuous delivery in a convergent way, and now you've linked it all together in a GitOps practice. And so that is a fantastic place to get started, is where you don't have to invent all the ingredients yourself. Some of them are already there. Git has the the you know versioned immutable store. Kubernetes has a, a, a core reconciliation based model, and now we can just add that. Now Git it becomes the interface for operations by by tooling things together the right way. So once you get you know start seeing those early benefits, you you get to a place of convergence. You know you're getting beyond automation. What else can GitOps do? Does it stop there? Or, you know, can you take it beyond just those basic benefits? So no, it absolutely scales beyond that. So the the cool thing is, so if we start with those ingredients, and I mentioned workloads, there's another project in the CNCF called Cluster API, which applies that same pattern to the management of clusters themselves. So um, that, you know, starting with workloads is great. Starting with Kubernetes cluster management is great. Um, and so that's kind of the, the first step. Then it, it goes beyond that because now you can apply these patterns at scale. And so, for example, once you've been able to kind of repeatably automate your cluster lifecycle management, that gives you the ability to do this not for one or two or five clusters, but it gives you the ability to do it for hundreds of clusters or thousands of clusters or our telco um, partners are doing this, they're putting it on cell towers. So they need to do this at tens of thousands of scale. And that's where you need kind of the next layer. You need to manage your GitOps um, platform, if you will, or you need to manage the way that you're GitOpsing. And that's where we talk about a GitOps platform, which allows you to apply these GitOps patterns at scale. So that's one area. And then the other thing is that I talked about workloads and clusters. Now, can you start applying it to more and more of your IT landscape? Can you start applying these GitOps principles to the way that you manage users and groups in your LDAP store or in your identity and access management? Can you use it to manage your virtual machines or maybe even parts of your bare metal um, you know, infrastructure? So that's kind of where you can you know, start to get to the more and more advanced things. 
Great. And talking about those advanced things, earlier um, this month at GitOps Days, you guys released a GitOps maturity model. Can you tell me a little bit more about that sort of, you know, why you thought it was necessary to create this and what, how it can help organizations? Yeah. And, and to a large extent, I've been talking about it as we go, um, because I've been talking about the different levels and reaching different levels of maturity. And it, what it really comes down to is um, that despite the fact that, as you said, there, we, we are at an inflection point. I like to say that GitOps has moved from the innovators very much into the early adopters. So we, we've crossed the chasm, but we're still in the early part of, of that. And so, um, so we, we have to help individuals. And when we get to the early adopters, we have, we're not helping a, the, the long tail on the left-hand side. We're not helping a, a handful of folks who are willing to invent this stuff on their own. We're helping people who want to do this, not because they want to do get-ups, but because they want to realize some business benefits. And so there, we don't want to leave that as an exercise to the reader, um, that they have to figure out what the incremental steps are to yield the business benefits. So with the GitOps maturity model, we're taking, we've really kind of codified it into these four layers and said, hey, you know, layer zero is that you are starting with modern infrastructure like Kubernetes base. Then you start to add the basic GitOps, the core GitOps. Then you start to do this for more of your IT landscape and then you do it at scale. That is a really concrete way that people don't have to identify the way that they should mature their GitOps practices. Um, and that is really essential for, for reaching the masses. Great. Now, where um, would you say, you know, the majority of the industry is in that GitOps model or that maturity pyramid? Have you seen, you know, anyone really make it to the, to the top and successfully scaling this all the way through? I would say that, that th there are people who are working on the upper layers. So we have people who have completely nailed the core GitOps. They are GitOpsing their workloads. They're GitOpsing their clusters. Um, some of those same organizations now are either going into, so for example, I can speak about one of them because they speak very publicly. So Deutsche Telekom has done that effectively for kind of more in their data centers. But now they want to take these patterns and draw them out into the edge. So they are now working on taking the patterns that they've implemented successfully at the scale of tens and applying that to thousands. Um, so they are working on that um, and working on those patterns right now. Um, and then we have other organizations. I just spoke with another one who I, 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 I'm not at liberty to say. Um, but we talked a lot about doing things with infrastructure. So we were talking about things like Terraform and Pulumi and Crossplane, which are these solutions that are starting to give you cloud native, more and more cloud native capabilities against infrastructure, not just Kubernetes. And so we do have organizations there that, again, have nailed kind of the basic Kubernetes thing, but want to go into some of these other spaces like GitOpsing their infrastructure. So I wouldn't say anybody's done with levels two and three, but people are working on levels two and three. Yeah, I know we're um, running out of time, but before we go, you know, being that WeWork's founder and CEO was the one that, that coined this term, I'm interested to hear about, you know, what you guys are doing in the GitOps space. What are, what are you offering and what can we expect from WeWorks here? Yeah, so the first thing, of course, that I have to mention is that um, 
uh, years ago, uh, WeaveWorks created a project called Flux. And Flux is this reconciliation-based, this convergent automation-based way of doing continuous delivery for Kubernetes environments, specifically targeted at Kubernetes. We donated that to the CNCF. We recently um, achieved um, incubation status, <clears throat> which is really a great, you know, check, bar, check marks uh, from the CNCF. We also recently added Flagger, um, which is a progressive delivery operator that also operates in the GitOps style. What we just announced last week was we announced um, a, a product, a new product, which, and we released a new product um, called Weave GitOps, which is an open source, still open source, um, not in the CNCF, but it's still open source. And that forms the foundation of a GitOps platform. And that GitOps platform now puts the control into the user's hands to be able to, first of all, when you use Weave GitOps, just straight the way it is, it comes with an opinionated platform that lets you get started on level one of the GitOps maturity model with a couple of commands. We go install, we go app add. So what you're doing is you are enabling the Kubernetes environment with GitOps, you're enabling an application with GitOps and you're linking the two together. That's all you do to achieve level one status. But then when you start to work on these more complex use cases, we also in WeGo are offering a um, programming model for you to extend the base capabilities into these more advanced use cases. So that's what we're up to is really building kind of the first GitOps platform, not just offering GitOps as a feature, but delivering a GitOps platform. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for, for joining us. And for anyone that wants to check out the GitOps security model, we'll make sure to link it in the podcast description and you can find it on the WeaveWorks website. And uh, thank you to our listeners for joining us. Until next time, you guys have been listening to What the Devs.